you know, when I started out trying to make these videos, this self-doubt and my comparisons with what I was seeing from the mobile journalists, as I mentioned, was very much a big gap in terms of my perceived production, if you like, and what yeah. I was seeing from them. And it was quite a limiting belief, if you like. Hello and welcome to the Hitting the Wall podcast with me, your host, Ash Taylor. And today I am joined by Daryl Siegler. How are you, Daryl? Yes, Ash, I'm great. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm very, very well. So uh, for people listening, I think they probably already noticed in that first sentence, uh, you're not from around here, are you, mate? No. Uh, originally from Cairns, Australia. Been over in the UK probably 20 years now, which is actually giving me a bit of an identity crisis because I'm getting to the cusp of... I probably spent more time in the UK than I have in Australia. So yeah, I'm uh, feeling a little bit uncomfortable as to who I am at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. I, I'm trying to think Cairns. I think Cairns is where I did my first and only uh, bungee jump yep. um, probably 30 years ago now. Yeah, uh, that'd be at the AJ Hackett Tower. That's up the, on the hills. probably called that now. Yeah, yeah, the AJ, <laughs> on the hillside and not well. Yeah, I flew to Sydney and did the, the usual backpacking thing up the East Coast and started inside um uh, for, a, for a week or so and then back out did a haru and yeah it's uh i love australia i could go back in a heartbeat to be honest excellent um, have yeah. you been back recently uh well no i mean i like to go back every sort of second year uh for work and family but um due to the current situation no it's been uh, rather restricted which yeah leaves me wanting to go back that's for sure yeah i've got a great friend of mine who um big football fan as people know and he, he had the season ticket next to me for about 15 years and he went out there about six years ago and i very fortunately he came over for christmas before lockdown so we spent a week or so together um chilling and i haven't seen him since but you know hopefully we'll be able to resolve that in the next yeah excellent months. the sooner the better for everyone eh? i think so i think Definitely. So. so enough covid chat do you want to just um tell people um, you know, what it is you, you do, Daryl, um, how, what's, what's the change you're trying to make in the world at the moment? Excellent. I like the way you position that, the change. So my change is all around uh, the brand, which is smartphone video marketing. And essentially we help SME business owners start and scale their video marketing efforts without video production companies, without expensive film equipment, and without filmmaking experience by using just their smartphone. And that's it, first and foremost. Um, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And we were having a great chat off air. And you said a, a lovely term that this came from, um, uh, came from necessity with, with, with another business that, that you had. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? How, how, you know, where the idea came from and what drove smartphone video marketing because there, there was something before that really. yeah i mean it's 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 like anything it's it's been an evolution a bit of a journey but um so let's try and fast track it in the shortest time possible <laughs> but uh, i started out in 2010 in digital marketing worked for a big uh what are now a global agency in um rygate london so on and so forth and uh, background in SEO, um, had a particular interest in video naturally, 
um, and through the agency, I just got exposed to video marketing, the process of making videos, so on and so forth. Uh, 2015, I left that agency, started up a very specialist B2B business in Australia, where we built large industrial scale fuel tanks. Um, I mean, essentially, you we did small ones, but again, if you can imagine, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, fuel tanks up to the size of a 40 foot shipping container. You know, they were as big as that. Um, so they were very much built for purpose for large industries, you know, on the move, so on and so forth. But coming from the agency, so I was doing all the marketing for FES tanks in Australia. And one of the things I wanted to do was introduce video to the business because we were very specialized in what we did and how we did it. And I thought the best way to show that is with video, of course. Um, then I looked at the options on how to make that happen. And of course, it's probably a pretty traditional way to a lot of other people do it and a lot of other businesses where we just went to a videographer um, and we got two videos done and they worked well for us. I mean, they were quite simple in what they did. I pushed them out from a marketing perspective, but in terms of the actual implementation of it, I found the whole process a little bit clunky. To start with, I mean, we were a new startup. So for us, the investment in that video production company was a substantial amount of money. And it was something I was nervous about because it didn't necessarily guarantee us the results we were looking for with video. I mean, nothing is guaranteed, you know, no. when you make these purchases. The second part was, it was very much project focused. So that video production team came in for the day they film what they had to do. Essentially, all our workmen had to stop. We had to set up the shoot. We had to make it all happen. And it felt quite disjointed in terms of the way that it sort of flowed. And the third part was, you know, I, I just was finding it hard to comprehend how we could do this at scale. Um, and for, for me, to do video marketing and to show what we did and how we did. It was all about scale and being able to replicate it in a pretty simple workflow. So ultimately I found it obstructive, um, sort of parked it, didn't really go on with it for another two years and just left it at that. Fast forward 2018, I happened to come across a term called mobile, mobile journalism. And essentially I discovered that news journalists were filming video stories for large global news houses, news corporations with their smartphones. And these, these video stories, news stories were essentially being shown on primetime TV. And I was like, what, are you serious? You know, this wow. is like, yeah, yeah. you know, iPhone footage going out on six o'clock primetime news. And I was talking with these journalists. I was sort of understanding the process behind it. And they were showing me and I'm like, oh my God, you are kidding. And, and I looked at the footage, I couldn't tell the difference. And for me, that was my light bulb moment. I just went, well, okay. If these journalists are pushing out smartphone video footage on six o'clock news, why can't I as a business owner be making video that shows what my business does, how it does it, you know, with, is acceptable quality because this is going out on primetime news. So why wouldn't it be acceptable for anywhere else? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm all in. I'm like, and then I just wanted to know more about it. So I immersed myself with mobile journalists. So I trained with them. I got to know the sort of systems, the, the way that they do what they do. Um, 
and then formulated that to sort of come up with my own workflow went back to the business in australia tried it uh we created one video with a smartphone and i mean that video to date has I mean, it's pushing over like 3 million impressions. We've had over 100,000 clicks to the website from it. It continues to just keep doing what it's doing. It's amazing, it just works. And I was just like, okay, mind blown. This clearly does work um, in a really simple and a really beneficial way. Um, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I need to get this out. I want to start to spread this message on how people can do this within their own organization, because I think there's a real power to leveraging what you do and how you do it, capturing that on video, because it's such a really personal medium. Yeah, and, and I, I'm, you know, I'm 100% with you. We, we use video a lot, probably not as much as I could be, because I go through moments and patches of doing lives and, and you know, recording stuff. We've got a campaign uh, going out in May and I'm going to have to record 10, 15 videos for it, for instance. Um, and I, and I, I, just listening to you talk there, I think, okay, I'm kind of bought into this principle of comfortably um, producing video. Do you, do you think that, uh, uh, how do I put this, that the industry itself has driven a way of working and it's, uh, it's kind of boxing people into a, a, a position where, okay, if we want video done, will the experts work in a certain way? So therefore we've got to fit in around the way the experts deliver. And your kind of light bulb moment was, oh, actually we can be our own experts and we can deliver it in a way that suits us rather than uh, it being disruptive to our everyday kind of working um, element. Does that, does, that, does that make sense? It's kind of like you, you use that word disruptive and, you know. Yeah, you've, you've, you've summed it up beautifully. That's exactly what it is because, you know, coming from a marketing background my, I, and not coming from a film background, I thought, you know, for me to make video, I need to go down this, 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 this way of working where, you know, the production has to be top quality. The way that you film video has to be a certain format and it very much is that way um and it i get that totally because that's the way i was but having learned what i learned from mobile journalists i mean you can quite easily come up with a framework that gives you the tools to be able to understand how video and film is crafted and once you have that understanding in conjunction with, you know, a few key elements of equipment, you've got your smartphone, you can quite easily cut together something that is very reflective of who you are as a business, is very much about the people within that business, is very much about the moment that is happening within that business, as and when it happens, and is very much authentic in the way that it's delivered. Um, well, I see, I, th I think that you've made, there's two words there that I want to kind of pick you up on in a positive way. So that the first is moment. So we talked about this off air, that it, it is really, really difficult to, I, I think, and, and this isn't just video, okay? This, this, I, I would love to have, um, you know, if I could have one business wish list, it would be to have a photographer follow me around all the time because there are just moments that you can capture and you try and replicate them 
a week later, 10 days later, when you get a shoot booked in or whatever. And it's really hard to sort of grab that essence of what was happening at that time. And I always think of it as, you know, we've all sat in the pub and we've all uh, listened to somebody tell a joke or something's happened. Um, uh, you know, I was saying earlier off air about a friend of mine who's gone to Australia and there's a great story about us all being in the pub and him standing on the trap door down to the cellar and every three or four minutes the um, bar girl would come out from behind the bar really busy move him out of the way go down to the cellar cellar open the trap door say be careful go down to the cellar come back up again shut the trap door and he's telling this joke he's three or four pints in he's got his back to the trap door this one time she doesn't shut the trap door oh, no. <laughs> she comes back up okay and i'm going somewhere with this but so he tells this joke, takes a step back to deliver the punchline and just disappears in the cellar. And he, he comes back out of the cellar. And the first thing we see is the top of his pint. So he's managed to save his pint. Yeah, he's out of the cellar. Now, it's funny and you're laughing, but you had to be there. And I think this is the thing about moments. That was a moment that will live with me. And every time I see him, I only have to look at him in a certain way mm. or hold my hand in a certain way holding. And we can, we will both, you know, completely recall that moment. But I can't, I can't replicate that. You know, I can't take him to that pub and fill it with people and go, right, we're going to record this and grab that moment. And it's the same with moments in business. It's the moment, you know, it's those moments of authenticity. But I think unless you're kind of, permanently on record they're very difficult to capture aren't they yeah they are you're absolutely right and i mean it it totally depends on the type of business that you run as well um you know a lot of service-based businesses they may be more challenging to capture those moments because you know it's it's probably more conversations and um I imagine, you know, it's more sort of the deliverables in terms of client conversations, so on and so forth. You know, I give the example of smartphone video marketing with FES tanks because we're very much a manufacturing type of business. So we have a very physical product that we can um, show the benefits of, show the way that we build it out. Uh, but, you know, equally, that's not to stop you from incorporating video into any type of business because um, depending on what you, you know you could be doing a service event or something like that and it's capturing a conversation between potential customer um, person expressing their challenges um, and you giving very much a solution around that uh, people get ultimately people do business with people so it's all about expressing you as an individual I guess the ethos of your service, your product, and also the the ethos of the the belief of that business, and it's it's capturing all that, which is which is really hard to do. I think I think it's really difficult to, without, you know, I've done green screen stuff. I've done, um, you know, I've had my day disrupted, and and you know, in my old business, a vast amount of the success came from a day of video production that we did and this obviously was pre-smartphone and uh putting that finished video which was several thousand pounds worth of investment as a startup but, but putting it onto a dvd putting those dvds into dvd players that i bought posting those dvd players out wow. with a note from my daughter saying 
um, you know, when you finish watching daddy's video, um, video, can I have my DVD player back, please? Everybody called me. So I had a real clear strategy of what I was going to do once the video had, uh, had worked. And, and that reduced formal uh, production, for lack of another word, worked really, really well for me, worked really well for me. But I think the, 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 the world has moved on. And I think people are uh, interested I hope, otherwise we're all wasting our time, but are interested in what you have to say and your values and whether the, you, what you have to say connects with them. And I don't think you can produce something once a year to get that across. It's kind of almost a constant rolling feast of, hey, here's some content, here's more content. This is who we are. Does it connect with you? How, how, you know, who are you? Do you connect with us? How do you... You know, when you're when you're talking to people and you're advising businesses and helping them, how do you get them to get that level of engagement out through video? When it's probably very easy to do face to face, but when you've got that medium of a lens in front of you, even though it's a, a phone lens, everything changes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, video can be very very intimidating for people, and you know. I totally get that. Some days I'm up for shooting videos. Other days I'm not, you know, it just sucks all your energy and I'm just like, I'm not in the mood. So you, de you definitely have to be in the right mindset for video. But what I will say with video as well is if it's all about implementing it into a system is probably the best way to look at it. So if you're having conversations, you know, say sales conversations, you're getting challenges that are always coming up with customers. Um, rather than having that conversation over and over and over again, you know, why not package it up and try and express it through the medium of video? It's almost like you're having that one-to-one -one conversation on a more inti intimate level, but it's in a format that then you can then put into a system you're able to leverage your time you do it once and then you're able to knock it out and just keep sending it out and it just gives so much value over and over and over again so the purpose of video i very much think is you know being able to give you that sense of time back i mean people i, I always hear the challenge of video can take time and it's challenging and so on and so but hey it's like learning anything brand new it always is but the goal of learning it is to save you the time in the long run. And through the process, that's what delivers the time. So you go through it. And I mean, a classic example is, um, I guess, if someone goes to a particular area of your website, you know, where you know they are looking at a particular page, um, you know, you very, you very much could create a video that addresses that particular page mm. uh, and makes it deliverable very more personal. Yeah, and I guess it's thinking about um, preempting some of the questions that people might have, for instance. So, yeah. uh, as you say, and, and you could almost do a frequently answered questions, but frequently answered challenges uh, a video. So, you know, th these are the objections that I get whenever I'm having a sales conversation with people. You're going to have the sales, uh, you're going to have the same objections. So, before we have the conversation, just watch this video. Exactly. Uh, and that's so, a great yeah, example. Yeah. Yep. You're pre-framing that person, um, breaking down a lot of their disbeliefs, their questions, you know, initially. Um, essentially, 
just think you've cloned yourself, you know, and you've already have a, you've, you've had a pre-conversation. Daryl, one's enough, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop you there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but you are right. I get, I get that. It's a way of replicating yourself um, uh, across many platforms at the same time. And, and I think video does give you that opportunity to be able to be in three, four, five different places at once. Yeah, um, and with I think, the same I think, or a different message. Yeah, and I think it's okay. Existing businesses, I know they've already, they're probably already doing a lot of marketing through different channels. Um, but I dare say as well, media uh, video is probably the one that they've thought about, but uh, they may not necessarily be going to naturally, uh, but understand that video can quite easily, once you embrace it, fit into all those existing channels really, really well. Mm, I think you're right. So let, let's talk a little bit about the journey, if you like, because one of the things we love to dig into on this podcast is uh, the challenges that people like yourself who've got an idea and start a business um, have on that journey to getting to where they are now. So I'm, I'm making a, a vast presumption here that it hasn't all been smooth sailing from day one and, you know, the, the path was, well, we're going in this direction and this step, this step, this step, and there were knocks and there were... So can you just, you know... Talk a little bit about maybe some of the challenges you've faced in, you know, getting your business to market, um, maybe overcoming some of the, you know, your own challenges and, and your inner critic, if you like, and, and, you know, maybe some of the, some of the sabotage that's been going on because sharing that is something that um, I know our audience really likes to hear because we all go through those problems. We all beat ourselves up. We all believe that somebody's doing a better job than us. We all, compare ourselves disfavorably to everybody else who's clearly smashing it well that's what their social media says anyway so yes. to, to to kind of hear all their videos um so to kind of hear from business owners that actually you know what we've had our challenges and this is how we've overcome them i, I think is a you know that's why this podcast exists so what, what about yourself where where have where have the stumbling blocks been and what have you done to to get past them well what can I say, Ash? I'm still very much stumbling, you know, every day I'm, I'm, I'm going through it. It's uh, it's a journey that's still on its on, on the road to somewhere in the future. That's very much the case. Uh, I mean, in terms of the business itself, we are, gosh, we are very, very early days. I mean, we started out in what was 2019, started teaching this actually to students um, face-to-face within, well, as it goes, the marketing agency that I originally was working at. So I went back to them as a trainer, uh, pitched the idea to them, which was great. Um, And then of course, you know, COVID hit. So we had to sort of change our model. And now we're trying to explore the option of learning online, which has got benefits in terms of, you know, you can very much, picture the ideal of infinite opportunities because you can just scale everything online in theory but the problem we have is when you teach face-to-face the idea of smartphone video marketing it's just so much more tangible in terms of those students actually seeing that seeing those results and getting and get experiencing that light bulb moment you can almost when you're in that classroom environment, you can see the students transition through the process of, as you're teaching the modules, 
oh, okay. And then in the afternoon, we generally used to have a um, very hands-on approach. And by the afternoon, they're like pumped and their minds racing. They've got all these ideas going on. So, I mean, that's been a massive challenge for us. And, you know, trying to replicate that within an online experience is rather challenging. Um, so, yeah, we're still sort of trying to work our way around that. Um, and I know your approach is all about primarily get the client success. You know, you are only as successful as getting your clients results. So we are trying to evolve and it's sometimes one step forward, two steps back, but um, we're hoping, yeah, once COVID opens up, uh, we'll very much be able to get back to doing the face-to-face -face learning experience again, uh, partnering again with marketing agencies, uh, being able to show students what they do. Um, but, you know, it's it's not always been a seamless ride either. You know, when I started out trying to make these videos, this self-doubt and my comparisons with what I was seeing from the mobile journalists, as I mentioned, was very much a big gap in terms of my perceived production, if you like, and what yeah. I was seeing from them. And it was quite a limiting belief, if you like. Um, but at the same time, just by the process of doing it um, and almost having this sense of imperfect action, okay. I've achieved things because of it. Because, I mean, I mentioned that video before, 3 million impressions. Um, I was not at all happy with it. I mean, it was a sort of a first cut and I, there was so many things I would have liked to improve, but I just went, hey, what the heck? I put it out. I put a little bit of Facebook ad budget behind it, started to distribute it. We started getting likes, comments, shares. And like I said, that was two and a half years ago. It's still going on that same ad budget. Um, so I guess the takeaway from me is, you know, imperfect action is still action. And ultimately action is progress. Um, and I think that's the timeline that you have to work on. And, you know, some days you're all over that. You're like, yep, I got this, I don't care. I'm doing this almost in a sense to fail. We're just gonna throw it out there and see what happens because that's one of the aspects of smartphone video marketing that's a really big uh, belief because you have the ability to create videos there and then as and when, you know, you can, you can test iterations of your marketing from a video point of view, a lot more fluid than, hey, a video production company coming in and shooting one specific video on a project basis. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and I, I'm sorry to cut across you, but I just love this. Um, we, were, we were talking yesterday in a, in a coaching call about this principle of good enough is good enough. And, and, a, and a lot of people kind of jump on the word good and, and automatically in their heads, they go, well, good's just average. It's okay. And, and, but actually, when you think about good enough, as a term, it has still has to be good enough to be good enough, as opposed to it just needs to be good. And then there's a there's a kind of subtle comparison. It doesn't have to be sort of thirty percent. It still needs to be seventy or eighty percent. What it doesn't need to be is a hundred percent, because it will never be a hundred percent. There's always something else that could be done to it. There's always another edit, isn't there? Now, whether it's video or writing copy or picking up the phone and doing sales calls or you know. Um, delivering 
um, a, a piece of marketing collateral or putting a proposal together, pressing the go button, pressing the send button, pressing the, you know, the, 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 the uh, finish button is, is really, really difficult for a lot of people. And I love this kind of the way you phrased it, this imperfect action. And for me, that what that says is to accept that if you can accept that what you do will always be imperfect, but you're content with imperfect moving you forwards and helping you make progress, then it's okay to be, it's, like, it's almost like being perfect with an imperfect, isn't it? Yeah. And I think this sense of perfect is, you know, it's, it's what is perfect, you know, it's your own sense of whatever that may be. Um, yeah, be it realistic. Um, but I think it being perfect is an evolving pro process. Um, human nature is always driving us forward. Um, and, you know, a lot of that journey is, is, is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and, you know, using your analogy, well, an analogy, if you like, is, you know, in conjunction with smartphones. But, I mean, you've just got to look at Apple, the way that they yeah. introduce software mm. as, a, you know, software on the iPhones. Um, you know, what, what is, an, what is an, an iOS update? That is an example of imperfect action because what is happening is, they put a release out they'll release an iphone whatever it is a 12 okay and they'll say right we've got it to a point where yes we're happy to release this release this it's good but enough. we know it is evolving and then what happens six months 12 months down the line we do an update and you know what that is the next iteration of that journey that is the next part of that stage and you know it's an approach i try and stick with some days I'm all over it. Other days, you know, I've the perfectionism will rear its ugly head and, you know, ride over a lot of other things and the limiting beliefs override everything. And, you know, they're hard. But, um, and that's why I say sometimes with video, you have to be in the right frame of mind when you want to do it to, to a certain extent. Yes, you can capture moments as and when they happen, but if you're being more strategic in terms of doing pieces to camera from a sales perspective and deliverable, you know, you have to have that energy because video to a certain extent does take energy out of you. Yeah. So um, if it's going to, if it's going to come across with energy, it's got to take energy out of you. And I, I'm with you. I mean, I set aside time to do videos and sometimes I get to that time in the day or whatever it is. And I go, no, I'm done. I'm not there. I'm just not there. I can't do it. But then yeah. I'll wake up the next morning and blast three out because I'm in the mood. Yeah. And it's exactly. very much a mood thing, which, yeah. it, which it shouldn't be. I should always be in the mood. But that's the perfectionist in me talking. You know, that's that's the guy who says, well, everybody else is always in the mood. They don't, you know, well, they're... are they, though? Are they? Are I they? think yeah. moods, moods are like the weather. You know, they come in, they come out, it blows through. You get a hot, you get a low front coming in, you get a high front coming in and that's you know that's that's moods that's one one way i look at it as well so yeah, that's fair so um one last question for me that i I'd, I'd love an answer to and i ask this for uh question of everybody that comes on as a guest is um and, and happy for you to use uh, you know the fuel tank business as a, as a as an anchor for this but if you could take yourself back to that first day when when you launched the business and you you could um you know travel back in time, appear in a puff of smoke and a flash of light. 
and, and have a have a 30 second conversation with Zach Darrell, knowing everything that you know now, having been on the journey that you've been on, what one piece of advice would you give that Daryl as he's about to press play on his new venture? Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So using FES tanks, I would I would go back and say to Daryl, it will be okay. You know, everything that you're doing will get you there. It may not seem like it's actually working, but you know what? It is working. And, you know, when I look back, I mean, we're seven years into the business, almost eight years now. Um, you know, that business is, it's doing really well. We're sort of turning over seven figures. Um, but, you know, seven years ago, it was a damn hard slog. And I, yeah, I think it's just like, yeah, it's okay. Have that self belief. Have that self belief. I mean, it's we have moments where we don't, and this is a conversation I'm having with myself now with smartphone video marketing, because I, you know I am year one uh, done, three months into well three four months into what is year two. And I'm very much having these self-doubts. And I have to say to myself, you know, what will Daryl in seven years be saying to me now? So it's, and using, and using the example of FES tanks, it's like, no, it will be okay. Keep working at what you're doing. Um, I know it sure as hell doesn't feel like it some days, you know, you can have some pretty flat days. And I'll be honest with you, Ash, before I came on this, I was pretty flat, but you've picked me up. So it's all good. <laughs> but other days, you know, you're riding, you're riding high, and um, you feel the fruits of your labor and you feel that people get it. They understand what you're teaching and you're adding value to, and they're the highs. And I guess it's just trying to, I mean, if, yeah, if, if we all had a crystal ball and we could see what was in front of us, you know, it, it would be easy, but yeah. The no, I, I really like that. So, you know, trusting yourself and, and, and you like me in many ways have an opportunity to have that conversation with yourself. With, with the new venture, if, if you like, you know, I, I was able to say to myself um, after I lost my, my tennis coaching business, you know, well, okay, well, what have I learned? And, and, and I'm going into this new venture. What, what have I got to um, remind myself of? Because we had great success. It did work. And one of the, I think the thing that you're talking about is something we, we, you know, we try and get across to people is that success is often invisible. And, and, you know, you're doing all the right things, but you don't see it until the end. And actually, it never ends. And if you look at where you are today compared to where you were three months ago, six months ago, three years ago, you have made progress. And, Absolutely. And, but we don't ever, we don't, we very, very rarely compare backwards. We very rarely compare with who we were. We're all too quick to compare with what everybody else is doing that we see as doing better than us, bigger than us, faster than us. Mm. And that creates a kind of real pressure disconnect, I think. You're absolutely right. And, you know, equally, we're very dismissive of acknowledging our successes. You know, uh, like you say, within a three-month time frame, how many little successes, how many goals have you hit in terms of 
getting you towards something you've achieved. Mm. And um, yeah, I, you know, I guilty of as well. You know, you've all right, I've hit that. Right, we're on to the next thing. We we look so far ahead in terms of the big goal, and you know, having a successful business and giving us the lifestyle we want and everything that comes with that. But um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, little goals along that way that you need to acknowledge. Yeah, and you're, you're right. And our um, our business clubhouse meetings, all our coaching calls always start with the same thing. Not not pitch. What are your wins this last week? Nice. Uh, and it's great just collecting all these wins because it's so important to remind people that you are making progress, that you are succeeding, that you are ticking off those little milestones towards achieving the goals that, that, that you've laid out because I, I, people just don't spend time um, focusing on what they have done they're all too busy focusing on what they have yet to do yeah i've just had a bit of a, a, a business idea in the way that facebook gives you flashback memories on clearly personal experiences mm. it would be good if somehow you could package up almost like business goals you know, and you get that flashback of memories. Anniversaries. Oh, this, yeah, this time last year, you did this. You created, you know, your first three email sequence. Brilliant, you know, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And it, I bet you now it would feel so much more significant going back and reflecting on that than when you are immersed in it at the time because you yeah. don't appreciate what you've actually done. So 100%. I don't know. I like that. I like how, that. how can we do that? How can we do that? <laughs> how I, we don't that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, don't know. Daryl, been amazing talking to you. If people want to uh, reach out and connect with you, um, you know, we'll put um, your details on the show notes. But you know, what's the easiest way to, to reach out to, to Daryl? Yes. Well, the easiest way is through the website smartphonevideo.marketing. Uh, there's a little ebook on there that introduces the concept of smartphone video marketing that will hopefully break down some myths around it and convince you that it is definitely an option to consider if you are thinking about doing video within your business. Definitely the place to go. Cool. Thank you very, very much for coming on. Ash, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thanks. Welcome. You've been listening to the Hitting the Wall podcast with me, Ash Taylor. This podcast is produced by The Business Clubhouse. The Business Clubhouse is a great community of business owners who share ideas, challenge and support each other to run better businesses for themselves and their families. If you'd like to grow your business with the right people around you and with the right tools to help you, visit thebusinessclubhouse.co.uk where you can request a complimentary copy of the best-selling Hitting the Wall.